This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Okay, Gretchen, this episode is all about hearing. Yes. Your book about the five senses is coming out soon, and so we're celebrating the five senses. This week, we're celebrating hearing, and so we're playing with some of our sound, and that'll be throughout the episode. Yeah, a little fun, fun thing to notice as you listen. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we put abstract information and transcendent ideals into practice in our lives for ways to become happier. This week in our series about the five senses, leading up to the publication of my new book, Life in Five Senses, we'll talk about why we might create an audio apothecary. And we'll also pass along a question from two listeners who are questioners who are facing the same challenge. Plus, I have an exciting announcement. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, the five senses. I'm in New York City in my little home office, and joining me today from Los Angeles is my sister Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I will be seeing you in person soon. When I go on my book tour for Life in Five Senses, I get to stay with you overnight. Yes, that's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA. And Gretchen, you've already brought up that we should have a clutter clearing session while you're here. So yes. we will see if you can get me to do that. Yes. I'm I'm licking my chops at the opportunity. So but we have we have a lot to do. So I'm hoping we'll have time for that. My favorite my favorite activity. Okay, Gretchen, everybody may have just noticed that's how you and I sound <laughs> underwater. And we did that because this episode is all about hearing. Yes. Your book about the five senses is coming out soon. And so we're celebrating the five senses. This week we're celebrating hearing. And so we're playing with some of our sound. And that'll be throughout the episode. Yeah, a little fun, 
Fun thing to notice as you listen. But before we launch in, I have a big announcement. I am launching a new quiz. So 3.2 million people have taken my Four Tendencies quiz. I love a quiz. Nothing's better than a great self-knowledge quiz. So with the five senses, we're all familiar with the five senses of see, hear, smell, taste, touch. This quiz will help you identify your most neglected sense. And Gretch, why do we want to know this? Well, see, if you have your most appreciated sense, you're probably already tuning into it all the time. Like you're exploring it, you're sharing experiences about it because it's something you really appreciate. But with your neglected sense, there's all this low-hanging fruit of things that you haven't been doing because you're not tapping into it. And so it might explain why you are attracted to certain purchases or habits or practices to some and not others. It might give you insight into the kinds of activities that you might enjoy more or less. Even better, it could suggest new experiences to try and give you new ways to connect with other people because it's just something that you've been neglecting. And so by putting more into it, you can get more out of it. Well, you say in your subtitle, it's how exploring your five senses is how you got out of your head and into the world, right? Yeah. So this is using all five senses gets you into the world. And Elizabeth, I'm dying for you to take the quiz because I I have my own theory, but I want to see what do you think my most neglected sense is? I would guess taste. Yes, you got it. You know me well. Thank you. Yes. yes. Well, you eat the same things every yes. day. So that's not surprising. Right, right. Well, and so I found all these ways to tap into my sense of taste to get so much more pleasure out of it and more interest out of it because it was something that I had neglected. So anyway, I'm very excited to launch this quiz. I worked with this brilliant team. It's really fun to take. It's very hard to write a quiz that's useful yes. and then to design it. So I'm really excited to put it out into the world. And that is at GretchenRubin.com slash quiz. Go to it, take it, email us, let us know what you discovered. I'm, I'm really excited about that. We all love a quiz. Yes, yes, yes. So, Elizabeth, this week, our Try This at Home suggestion is to create an audio apothecary. I love just the phrase audio apothecary. It just sounds so enticing. Yeah, so this is a way to tap into the power of music to put yourself into whatever mood you want to be in. So one of the things that I learned in researching Life in Five Senses is all human societies have music. This is a universal human Mm. element of human culture. And music plays an important role in so many aspects of culture, like dancing, physical work, military exercises, religious observances. And it's kind of interesting because researchers puzzle over Why is something that is not necessary for survival, yet this pervasive aspect of human culture? So there's a lot of different theories about that. But whatever theory is true, what is very clear is that music can have a dramatic influence over our bodies, our minds, our behavior. And so this is really something that we can tap into very deliberately. We can use music to help us pump up our energy or lessen pain or calm ourselves or focus or put ourselves into a playful mood. And so you can use a playlist to do that. Now, Gretchen, this is interesting coming from you because you are not what I would think of as a big music listener. I am not. I think after taste, my second most neglected sense was hearing. And so I had a lot of low-hanging fruit. 
And this was one of the things I was, I thought, I'm like, I really don't listen to music. I don't have, play a lot of people have playlists. I don't really have a playlist. So why don't I create an audio apothecary? So to cure the blues, that's what I wanted. When I was feeling low energy or like low in spirits, I wanted to have a playlist that I could turn to that would, that would quickly intervene because that's what the research shows. It's one of the quickest, easiest ways to turn a mood around. So that's what led you to your audio apothecary. Yes. So explain exactly what it is. Just you pick a collection of songs. Right. So you could, like, I wanted happy and energetic, but you could also have something like pensive and meditative. You could have one that's like meeting a challenge, you know, like theme from Rocky mm -hmm. or, or one that evokes a particular time. Like maybe you want to have sort of a nostalgic one that puts you in a particular, if you associate a particular time with a particular mood, you could use music. You know, music is so good at sort of evoking a past time. You could use it in that way. The classic version I think of is a workout playlist. I think a lot of people have several playlists that get them pumped yeah. up to run. Yeah. So the first one on mine was a Dolly Parton. You know how much we love Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. So it's Mule Skinner Blues, because that is a song, mm -hmm. no matter how low you are, that will bring a smile to your face. It's kind of got this yodeling to it that's so fun. And then I just made a list of songs. And, you know, it's interesting. This is a place where technology can really help. I think one of the big questions that comes up when you're talking about the five senses is, is technology getting in our way and sort of interfering with our enjoyment of our five senses because it's it's disconnecting us? Or is it helping us in some way? And I, did, I think this is a place, if you want an audio apothecary, where it's so convenient, it's so can, easy to make it, and then it, you always have access to it. And so if you're trying to evoke that mood, like if I was just like walking around the neighborhood and feeling low in spirits, I could just turn to it because I have it with me. So in that way, technology can really be a helpful aspect. Gretch, you know what I love is you can also do this for someone else. Like we're always saying, what's a gift you can give that's an experience that's not expensive? Can't you create an audio apothecary with someone else in mind yes. and then have them access it? And it's like giving someone a mixtape back in the day. Yeah, no, there's so many ways you can use this capacity that we have. Gretch, can people listen to your audio apothecary? Yeah, so I posted this on Spotify and you do not need to be, you don't need to join Spotify to do it. You can use it for free. So, okay, I'm going to tell you how to do it. But then I did write an article where I write out the instructions. If you want to look at it, I'll put a link <laughs> in the show notes. Okay. So you open Spotify, you click on search, and you search for Gretchen Rubin with no space. And then you click the profiles button on the top bar. And then you click on Gretchen Rubin. And then you'll see Gretchen Rubin's Audio Apothecary. And then you can listen to, I, I'm adding to it all the time, but you can see what I've chosen so far. It's so fun. And it's so fun to share it. Like, I, I love all the songs in my audio apothecary so much. I'm like, maybe I'll help people discover a song they don't know about. Absolutely. And for people who are interested in this, I do write about it in Life in Five Senses. And so if you're curious to read more of the research or how I went about it, I write about it there. And of course, because I'm mentioning Life in Five Senses, I have to say <laughs> pre-order, pre-orders help. I'll put a link. Yes, pre-order. So let us know if you do try this at home and how creating an audio apothecary works for you. What kind of mood are you trying to evoke with your audio apothecary? Let us know on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or go to happiercast.com slash 422 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we've got a happiness hack related to pronunciation. 
But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Gretch, it's time for this week's happiness hack, which is also on the subject of sound. Okay, so I was recording my audiobook, and one of the things that comes up a lot when you're recording an audiobook is how to pronounce things. I always realize that there are many words that I've been mispronouncing my whole life, and then there are words that sort of everyone is unsure, so we check. And then there are names where you you really want to check and make sure that you have a name right. So the engineer, Zach, told me about this site called Youglish, Y-O-U-G-L-I-S-H, like youglish.com. And what it does is it doesn't tell you how to pronounce things, but it creates tiny clips of videos over and over and over of people using that word. And then you can read a little bit of the transcript so you can see the sentence and them using it. Now, I've used it, and it seems like it does favor what you would consider to be experts, like academics Mm -hmm. talking about something or people who you would be more likely to think that they knew. Now, that might just have been the kind of words that I was picking. Right. They were words from, like, Egyptian history, so, like, that's the kind of thing Mm -hmm. that a professor (laughs) would be talking about. And what it shows you is often there is a lot of variation. So maybe nobody's going to know if you're right or wrong because there's a lot of there's a lot of people pronouncing a word in a different way. But it's often really helpful to hear a bunch of people saying it rather than just this, trying to do the same one over and over because it's I don't, it's just it's just sometimes hard to imitate a word where you're not sure how they're saying it. 
and you can't always see a written example of how to pronounce yeah. something. So it's just, I found it to be really useful to just... Incredible. Yeah, yeah just, it's just clip after clip after clip. So that's so Uglish. So Uglish.com. Yes, yes. That's amazing. Yes. Once again, technology is our friend. That is correct. And now for two questions from two listeners. These are questions related to the four tendencies. They're both related to being a questioner and also related to listening and talking, which are some of the most important things that we do with our senses. And the first one is from Jenny. Okay, Jenny says, as a questioner, I hate being asked questions. The trouble is I have a mother and grandmother who continually ask where I've been, what I've been doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I really don't want to share my personal timetable each time we meet, which is almost daily. I find it trivial and intrusive. Also, when asked by neighbors, my mom will share all the information she has. It's not malicious, but more of a verbal diarrhea. I certainly don't want all my personal information shared with the neighborhood either. The difficulty is that neither my mom nor my grandmother understand my reluctance to share information with them. They constantly think I'm being ridiculous, not wanting to answer questions and that I am being, quote, funny, deliberately awkward with them. It's a source of many fallouts. Please, do you or your listeners have any suggestions on how I can deal with this situation? So one question that many questioners face is they don't like to be asked to answer questions, which is ironic, but it is something that many questioners <laughs> talk about. And another thing that many questioners talk about is being very, very resistant when they are asked to do things that they feel are arbitrary or unjustified, which is what the next questioner is struggling with. This comes from Rebecca. She says, I am a questioner and I was wondering if you had some advice for how to navigate a work environment that is designed in ways I struggle with. I'm an associate at a law firm and I am finding that a law firm is filled with seemingly arbitrary expectations that are hard for me to deal with. Billable hours are the most obvious example. Another is the propensity to set arbitrary deadlines that are unconnected to any court schedule at all. Unsurprisingly, all of this drives me crazy and I find it totally unmotivating. I try to meet these expectations because I don't want to cause stress for other people, but my inner monologue is infuriated by a lot of it. And I often don't meet my hours in a month if doing so just means creating extra unnecessary work for myself. I will work very hard to finish work that needs to get done, but I won't do any work if it's just to bump my number up. Do you have any tips for how to navigate these seemingly arbitrary expectations so that I am not so cranky about them and actually meet them? I imagine the other tendencies also find themselves in work situations that they can't change but go against their tendencies as well. I otherwise like my job, my coworkers are great, and the work is fun, but this part of it I am struggling with. Well, first of all, questioners... How do you deal with this? Let's hear it from the mouths of the questioners. How do you deal with when people asking you questions that are irritating? And also, how do you handle arbitrary demands? I will say that one thing I've heard of that can work for questioners dealing with the arbitrary demands is that is for them to look for the second order reason. So you could say, well, I'm not mm -hmm. meeting this deadline because this deadline makes sense because this deadline doesn't make sense. I'm meeting this deadline because I'm an associate in a law firm. I want to make partner or I want to get my bonus. And for me to do that, I need for you to rate my work as excellent. And so the way that I will get that excellent rating is by doing what you want me to do. And so it's sort of like the 
demand itself is arbitrary, but my behavior is not arbitrary. My own response is very, very well justified. Sometimes questioners find that to be useful. Yeah, Gretchen, and thinking about someone above them might be being questioned. In other words, like Sarah and I sometimes will get what we consider arbitrary questions of like, well, when is this going to be turned in? And we remind ourselves they're not really asking. They just have to report to their boss that they asked. Ah, So it's just like realizing that there's just a chain of arbitrariness that is part of working in society. Yes. And it's not that anyone, you know right. what I mean? It's just the way it goes. Right. Well, I also think this is where, this is a case, and I don't know that everybody would be open to this, but in some circumstances, you can talk to people about the four tendencies and just sort of say like, well, this is a thing. I mean, I've heard from many parents who will like go into school with the four tendencies book and underline parts. And I think it's so mm-hmm. admirable of teachers being open to this, like, here's my kid. And this is why you need to like take these things into account. Apparently they're very open to that kind of information. But if you went to your boss or your manager and said, I'm really struggling with this, help me understand why it's set up this way, it might be that there is a reason that you just don't understand, and so then it will feel non-arbitrary to you. Or it might make that person realize, hey, we've put a lot of things in place that aren't really needed. Or maybe they would say something like, hey, listen, we make these deadlines because we know that there are a bunch of obligers on the team who really thrive with deadlines, but just you and me, wink, wink, know that we'll just let you do it when you want and I'm not going to worry about it, so you just ignore that. I mean, there might be a way to talk through it Yes. because you might explain why you're struggling and there might be answers there. The issue also with the questioning, and Elizabeth, we've talked about this before, is sometimes people use questions as a way to connect. It, they aren't they aren't true questions in that it's a search for information. It's just this is a way that we're gonna just be with each other. It's a way to show interest. It's it's offered with love and interest, but it's not received that way, clearly. So in the case of Jenny, maybe she needs to do the questioning. Maybe if she was asking them questions. Yeah you know, her mom and grandma, then they would have that conversation and they wouldn't feel the need to question her. That is a brilliant solution. I have never thought of that. I think that is outstanding because you're exactly right. If the point of it is let's have a connection, it doesn't matter which way it's going. It might even be better. Right. So just start hitting them with questions. And then she's not giving them fodder because we all know that thing where It's not that it's a secret or that it's like so private, but you just don't need a bunch of people knowing everything about your business. You know, you just, it's just, you just don't want that. And you certainly don't want other people deciding what to dish out. It's one thing for you to decide to tell a neighbor X, Y, or Z, but you don't want the feeling that other people are talking about it. So I think that that's great. Turn the tables, connect in the other direction. Now, I do have to say It can become tempting sometimes to give a snarky answer. Mm. With Jamie, he does ask me a lot of questions, and he does not like being asked questions, so sometimes that sort of gets me annoyed. And sometimes I confess I will answer something like questions without answers, meaning I don't feel like answering your questions. Mm. But I don't feel like that's very constructive. Right. (laughs) But again, I wonder if you could go to your mother and grandmother and say, like, this is a thing. This isn't just me being funny. Yes. They need the four tendencies. Right. Clearly, she needs to give them the questioner chapter. She should have them take the quiz and see what they are. And then they can all talk about it and connect. Yes, exactly. 
Because I think sometimes it makes it seem less personal when you're sort of like, well, this is a very widespread pattern. And so it still might yeah. be annoying or whatever. Because again, as somebody who's who's married to a questioner, I would sometimes think like he's doing this to be deliberately annoying to me. He's like, what does this mean about a relationship? But then now I'm like, oh, this is just a pattern mm-hmm. among questioners. And then it just yeah. it takes the sting out of it. So maybe her mother and grandmother would, would feel it wouldn't seem so like you're being deliberately uncooperative. It would be more like, okay, well, this is a thing. Yeah. But anyway, it'll be interesting to uh, hear what listeners who are questioners say, Gretchen, have dealt with this. Yes. Because no doubt it'll be things we've never thought Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Or people around questioners where maybe you've been on the other side. Mm, you've been in the mother yes. or the grandmother or the manager or the boss or the coworker, and you've figured out a way to, to arrive in more harmonious relationship with a questioner. Questioner super valuable tendency. We all benefit so much from the questioner tendency, but like every tendency, it has upsides and downsides and has certain challenges that come with it. And so it's really helpful to have specific strategies for dealing with that. So let us know. And again, if you want to take the quiz, if you're thinking maybe I'm a questioner or maybe that pesky person in my life is a questioner, it's at GretchenRubin.com slash quiz. All right, coming up, I give myself a demerit related to all of the recent rain in Los Angeles. But first, this break. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter <laughs> sandwich is my ideal lunch. But I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories. Plus, it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Gretchen Rubin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Gretchen Rubin. 
We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Okay, Elizabeth, demerits and gold starts, and you have a weather-related demerit. Yes. So I'm sure everyone's heard that there has been a ton of rain recently in Los Angeles and all of California, which we are not used to. It's great because we need it. Mm -hmm. But also uh, it has kind of made me feel sluggish. So in between the rain and after the rain, I have found myself just not wanting to go hiking or walk the dog. Mm. So before all this rain started, I was doing great. I was like, every chance I had, I was running to Fryman mm-hmm. Canyon. I've Oh, I have two hours. Let me go to Fryman Canyon. Mm-hmm. I was walking the dogs all the time. Now I just don't feel like it. You know, I just don't want to do it. And luckily we have outside 23 and 23, which is helping me get out the door and at least walk the dogs. But I really want to get back into my, you know, I was really getting a lot of great exercise and it has slowed down a lot. The sluggish is the word that I keeps coming to mind. So I'm hoping by talking about it, I'll beat it. So is it that the weather is making you sluggish or it's like a little bit more effortful or it's more like your don't break the chain got broken and now it's yeah. getting hard? I th- to- yes. I think it's more of the don't break the chain and the getting back into it. Just, you know how that is. Yep. You're in a mode and then you get out of the mode and then it's like, oh my gosh, I have to do all the things I did for like the last two decades to get back in the mode. Well, this is a this is a very common challenge, which is that starting over is harder than starting. Many people experience that. Yes. But Elizabeth, I will say as your sister, I think you have a particular issue with this. I think that for mm, you, if something is interrupted for a little bit, it often yeah. is a big chance. So I just think that's a useful thing for you to pay attention to and know about yourself that it's like, they don't just come right back online. Yeah. You know, you yeah. really need to think uh, about, okay, or, and to really like go out of your way, maybe not to let yourself off the hook, not to say like, oh, because of. Right. Well, and what I should do is schedule walks yeah. because if I, again, oblige or if I have it scheduled and I'm meeting someone, even if I don't feel like yes. it, I will do it. And then maybe you get back into it. Because with every habit, when you stop doing it, you're like, wow, I have so much free time now. (laughs) It's like, this is great. (laughs) So anyway, so that's my demerit. What is your gold star? Well, I want to give a gold star to everybody on my team and my publisher that I work with. Like, it just feels like everybody is being so reliable and so imaginative and so brilliant and so helpful. It's a lot going on. I haven't had a book come out in a while I don't ever take it for granted. It's like every time someone responds to my email, I'm like, oh my goodness. Thank yeah. Yeah, it makes me so happy when somebody just answers an email right away. You know, because we've all been in those situations where 
you just have had to just worry a lot about just getting things done as you are coming up to some big milestone. I, I just feel like it's been such a joy to work with so many people who who are doing just such great work. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, I know it's very stressful, Gretchen. It's exciting, but stressful to have a book come yes. out. So it's good that you have great people to help yes. you. Yes, yes. So gold star to everyone I've been working with. Uh, and the resources for this week. Again, take the quiz, GretchenRubin.com slash quiz. I'm so excited to put this out into the world. I do think it's really, really fun. We put a lot of effort into just the experience of taking it and like getting your results. So I really hope that people will be having fun with it. And then also that they find it a really useful thing to know about themselves as they look for ways to make their lives happier. And Elizabeth, what are we reading? I am reading The Water and the Wild by K.E. Ormsby. And I am reading On Becoming a Novelist by John Gardner. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Try this at home. Try your own audio apothecary. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, who added all the sound effects that made this episode so fun. Yes. And thank you to everyone at Cadence 13. You are welcome. <laughs> Yay. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram and TikTok at Gretchen Rubin. And I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like this show... Please be sure to tell a friend and rate, review, and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and 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 upward. So, Elizabeth, speaking of sound... How are you finding the sound of the two corgis barking? Do you now just ignore it and you don't hear it? Or does it still, is it still registering? Um, I think I hear it. I feel like I hear it, but it definitely doesn't bother me as much, which in some ways is a bad thing because then I feel like I'm less likely to make it stop ah. and it could be bothering others. Ah, well, but it's, when so. it's your own beloved dogs, it's just, it's a lot less irritating. I know, that's <laughs> the thing. Exactly. From the Online Project.